This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. And now, Christ and Pop Culture presents Persuasion with Aaron Straza and Hannah Anderson. Thanks for joining the conversation today. I'm Erin Straza, and with me is Hannah Anderson. We're your hosts for Persuasion, the place where fine ladies, rational minds, and the best kind of company gather to discuss all sorts of ideas and issues. This is the final episode of our Lessons and Carols series. We've been discussing the lessons we've learned about Christmas that don't quite line up with reality. And our first episode was Blue Christmas, all about the way that we've tied Christmas fulfillment relationships. And and then the second episode in the series is All I Want for Christmas. And that addresses the ways that we seek Christmas fulfillment through the amassment of stuff. So we talked all about gift giving in that that previous episode. Hannah, I just have to know, are you done with your Christmas shopping? You would think. You would think after all of the attention we gave last episode to the process of gift giving and the importance of entering into this spirit with abundance and with generosity, you would think that that would spur a person (laughs) to actually do it. But no, here we are a week out and I can just guarantee you that my next few days are still a flurry of getting things and wrapping them and hoping, crossing my fingers, that they can get shipped to where they need yes. to ship. <laughs> Buying things on Amazon Prime and oh, it's the best. It directly to the person and paying that extra, what, four bucks to get it stuck in a gift bag uh-huh. with a nice yep. little tie. So, yeah, I'm pretty mm, – This last week before Christmas, as much as I would love for it to be that simple, quiet Christmas, it's going to be really, really busy. That's the same for me. Although I don't have as many gifts to pull together, it seems like there are all these little things that that need to be done that go around the Christmas celebrations and the holidays. And it seems like things just tend to ramp up as we get toward Christmas, whereas I want them to sort of slow down and I want it to be a little bit less hectic. And yet it seems like there are just so many things that need to be done, or maybe I just want them to be done. I don't know what the combo is, but it does produce a bit of um, frenzy flurry, like you mentioned. Yeah. And and I'll see people on social media, like, I've got my hot chocolate, I got my peppermint mocha, whatever, and I'm wrapping <laughs> presents in front of the TV. And I'm like, who are you people? Because <laughs> number one, the amount of time it takes to like actually sit and make some special coffee. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm in here, like that's not happening. Grabbing the carafe from breakfast and like, oh yeah, there's a little bit left. Okay, I pour it my cup and it's like lukewarm. I'm like, yeah, that'll do. Okay, <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I don't have time to make fresh coffee. <laughs> we have things to get done. Yeah, Th- that is the thing, and I, I, 
I feel that way. Like when I see how people are moving through their to-do lists and, and coordinating all of the the details, first of all, that's not my strength, which oh, I have admitted that before. But this. when I see that, I'm amazed. And then I feel like, oh no, how are people thinking that they should be making treats for their entire neighborhood and they've made all of the goodies and now they're delivering them? And I'm thinking, what? I didn't even think to do that. Should I add that to my list? I mean, there are just so many things that you could do at Christmas to celebrate Christmas. And all of them are nice. I just can't seem to get them all done. And so really, this is why our final episode in the series is so perfect, because we need to talk about the frenzy side of Christmas. And uh, we're going to call this last episode Silent Night in honor of the way that we would love to have a little bit of peace. That's right. And I love that you bring up the whole angle of scheduling and making lists and getting things done. Because like we talk about Christmas lists for gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the list that kids make, the list that we make for gift giving, but there's a totally different type of list. There is the to-do list that inevitably oh comes with Christmas of all the errands you need to run, all the things that are left undone, you know, the relatives you need to touch base with, the food you need to make for the party, blah, 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 blah. And so you have this like to-do list that is also Mm -hmm. a form of the Christmas list. And I make them. I'm very, very good at making lists. (laughs) I'm just horrible (laughs) at actually following them and charting out the process (laughs) to accomplish the things on my list. And I end up just at my wit's end. Yeah, me too. I I can think of the list. Sometimes I will write them down, but I I fail in the process of doing the task. I had a friend tell me once that the task is never just the task. It is the preparation before, it's the doing, and then it's the follow-up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my problem is that maybe I'll have time for the task, but I really forgot to do the prep before, which means I really don't ever get the task done <laughs> because I I forget to collect all the things that need to happen to make the task possible. And then it's the winding down of whatever needs to happen after that. So. So I'm not good at that. And I feel like Christmas just sort of ramps it all up. And it's a really good season for people who are good at getting things done. It is. And I, I'm not good at that. And so I feel like Christmas just highlights the weakness that I have in terms of entering into a lot of multitasking and a lot of juggling. I, I'm just not good at it. So it makes me feel... um way less than peaceful. Right. And I think the busyness, I think everyone would affirm that there is this heightened level of busyness at Christmas time and everybody experiences it. But I do want to just express what, and you reiterate what you've said, that some of us experience the extra busyness in a more difficult way because we are not good at the planning and the execution and all this. So like it, My husband and I, like we, I finally had this realization this, oh, maybe two weeks ago where we had a Saturday, which was wonderful, where we didn't have to go anywhere. So we were just going to work around the house as a family. I've got all these big ideas and plans about what we're going to accomplish. And throughout the day, like he is steadily progressing through his list, like slowly ticking, you know, just ticking things off, moving ahead, blah, blah, blah. Here I am like in this muddled mess by 
all morning, just kind of like, oh, I didn't get that done. Oh, I need to get that done. Oh, got to <laughs> run here. And like, I cannot move in any form of, of like logical, coherent direction toward getting right, my list done. Right. So we get to the end of the day. He's sitting down. He's watching TV. He's relaxing. And I'm still running around, you know, in this flurry, like not getting the things done. And I, and I just feel this massive amount of resentment toward him. <laughs> How dare you enjoy the fruit of your labor? How dare you be productive? How dare you be capable? You know, and I think one of the things I, I've been married to this man for 17 years, and I never understood that, um, like, I'm handicapped in this way. And it requires, <laughs> I'm going to need help to get to the end of the day, having accomplished enough to be at peace. It's not just that the list mm-hmm. grows and grows and grows and you can never get it done. It's like some of us just cannot get it done. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just can't follow the process. <laughs> when I hear how people tackle their to-do lists and how they plan it out, I am in awe. I really am. I have some friends who are able, and they're probably like your husband, they're able to say, oh, these things are going to happen on this day. And then they actually happen. And I'm amazed by it. I have a friend who I have learned so much from as she approaches the whole Christmas holiday season. And she very specifically schedules two days and those are her baking days. And it never occurred to me ever that you actually write it down and then you plan for it and you get all the implements and you get it all prepped and ready. And on those two days, you bake all the things I know, and then this you're is, done. This is a- and I was like, what? You do that? So so I'm going to attempt this. I, it's coming up here because Christmas is real close, but I'm going to attempt it. It's actually on my calendar. And I am I am hoping that this is going to work for me. The other thing that that I've seen that I, again, I, I, it never would have occurred to me. You mentioned people sitting with their coffee or whatever, their special drink and wrapping gifts. It's like putting that on the calendar. It never occurred to me. And then this is why on the night before we're supposed to go somewhere, it's midnight. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't wrap the gifts. So then I got to stay up late and wrap the gifts. It never occurred to me like, oh, you should write that down and then schedule it and do it. So I feel like I'm learning, but these things don't come natural to me. And they add to the stress because yeah, it's just I not done. and I actually begin to feel guilty about it not being done because I'm like, look, there is another competent human being who actually got his work accomplished. What is wrong with you? You know, <laughs> I feel this layer yes. of guilt yep. for not getting the work done. But I also feel this layer of guilt for not feeling peaceful, for not feeling restful. Mm-hmm. Because again, this... We're talking about the expectations that this season brings with it and the kind of cultural narratives that we say to have a happy Christmas, this is what you must experience. And one of the things that we're supposed to experience is peacefulness. It's it's this restfulness, Mm -hmm. this kind of silent night, you know, all is calm, all is bright. And it's supposed to have this ethos of warmth, and steadiness and and my holidays never feel that way and so I not only feel the stress Mm -hmm. of falling behind on my list and last minute trying to wrap all the gifts because like you said who puts wrap the gifts on their schedule oh you 
People do. I guess you know people do. My husband. <laughs> my husband does. Who but knew? I, you know, it's Christmas Eve, and I'm like, oh, I gotta wrap my gifts. You know. And right. then I. I love the pictures of the trees with the gifts underneath. And it's like, how long were those under there? That looks so nice. And I always feel like I've wrapped them and then they're going to be unwrapped in about 10 minutes because I just wrapped them. And so you don't even get to enjoy the beauty of the wrapped gift. So these are the things that that create the stress. We need to get the gifts wrapped and put under the tree. And I would always be like, I mean, like make it this whole moral thing. I'd be like, oh no, (laughs) I don't think we should put the gifts out under the tree until Christmas Eve. Right, because that's when Jesus came into the world. He is the gift. And then, that's like, right. You know, gotta spiritualize it a little bit. Really, to make it I'm better. just like my gifts are not wrapped, dude. <laughs> I can't put my gifts into the Christmas tree. <laughs> no, they're dream. not. They're not wrapped. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem, and, and I have that same thing, Hannah, where I see the external flurry and frenzy. I see that, but I also know it's something else. I I know that I get to December and even right into the holidays where I am always acutely aware of how my heart doesn't feel at rest. And I'm torn. I I think I mentioned this a little bit in one of the previous episodes where I, I don't know if it is that it's something new that I don't feel internally at rest, or if it's more that this season, it's more highlighted, or it's more obvious to me, or maybe because I'm thinking about these things anyway, I am more in tune with where I am internally. Um, But I hate it. I hate that I get to this point and I realize, oh, I thought I'd feel more peace or more calm or more joy or um, gratitude or whatever. And it makes me feel worse um, that I'm not in the state that I want to be in. But in some ways, it's like, yeah, you need Jesus again. Like you still need him. And this is why he came is because you will still need him. Like there will never be a Christmas that I will wake up and be like, yeah, this is all good. Like (laughs) I still need Jesus every year. It's going to happen. About seasonal you know, celebrations, whether it's Christmas or Easter or whatever, um, we forget that we carry ourselves into those spaces. Like we almost assume that something different is going to happen because it's a certain season. So Christmas and the weeks leading up and all of the celebration is somehow quantified and qualitatively going to create a different experience of the world for us because our context has changed. But we have not changed. And I think yeah. a better way to think about what the holidays do is they just intensify whatever already existed. So your gifts are mm-hmm. intensified, but your weaknesses are intensified. So my husband's capacity to mm-hmm. plan and orchestrate and to facilitate things, he does fantastic during the holidays. He doesn't get overwhelmed. I mean, like the whole thought of putting up the Christmas tree and putting out the decorations and blah, 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 every year paralyzes me until I remember I'm married to Nathan. We're going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's all going to turn out. This is funny that you mentioned that. They become heightened and they serve the season well. But at the same token, our 
weaknesses are highlighted as well. And so it's almost mm-hmm. like what the seasons do mm-hmm. is they just shine a light or they put that pressure and, and what was yes. already happening just becomes more obvious. And I I would venture to guess that regardless of your strengths and weaknesses, there's going to be some sense that when you get to Christmas, you will have the need to experience peace in a way that maybe you weren't aware of back in October. <laughs> um, even if you are the type that's able to get it all done and that that helps you in Christmas season and celebrating, there's still something going on where you are in need of this peace. And so much of what we hear as far as lessons, cultural lessons, um, Christian subculture lessons, it is that, oh, all is peaceful, all is right. And in a sense, yes, it is. Um, We know that God has accomplished things for us on our behalf and things are right. But we're in this stage still where things are not all right in the world. And so therefore, we are going to have a lot of unrest in this season even though we're remembering what yeah, God has think, accomplished yeah, that's why for I like us. A, a hymn or a carol like Silent Night is both aspirational, but also a lie. <laughs> you know, and I don't mean to bash Silent Night. Mm. Love it. <laughs> I actually used it in a section in my book, All That's Good. I mean, it communicated what I wanted to communicate. But I think we have to sing these hymns as aspirational, which is we know this is the goal. This is what we're longing for. This is what we're hoping Mm -hmm. for. And Mm -hmm. if we're lucky and if God is kind and gracious, we will be able to experience um, a taste of the ultimate peace that we're moving toward. But I think it's very easy to forget that when we sing these things, it's more of like singing in faith about what we hope for and what we long Mm, for and what will one day be rather than singing as like a description of what is, because this is not what is, you know, it isn't. And and it's especially, mm-hmm. I really think that some people and personalities feel the weight of that more at Christmas time, not because, you know, we're special or anything, but like it's, if your weakness is not being at peace, not resting, being frenetic, if that is your weakness, this is going to really stand out in stark contrast to what mm-hmm. these songs or these cultural narratives tell us should be happening. And I do feel like unjust guilt. And I have to remind myself that it's unjust, but I do mm-hmm. feel like this mm-hmm. guilt, like, why can't you just be restful? Why can't you just be at peace? And you know why? Because right. my presents aren't wrapped yet. That's why. <laughs> it's because... For some reason, we think that between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we need to have meaningful contact with every family member, every friend, every neighbor, every coworker, every service personnel, like every person. And I feel like, wow, why do we have to do it all between Thanksgiving and Christmas? And so then I feel like we should have a new plan, like to be mindful of people the whole year through so that it doesn't all add up and have to be done before December 25th. (laughs) And so there is that, I think there's that frenzy of like, oh, but I want people to know I care and maybe Maybe I haven't done a good job of that. So now right. I'm going to make up for it in December. 
And so now it's makeup time. Like, let's get it all in there, shove it all in there. We have all the parties, all the visiting, um, all the presents. And I think that it does create this bit of, um, I don't know, almost like a frantic, I need to make sure all my relationships are in order because it's, you it's Christmas, but then it's also the end of the year. I feel like there's some of that too, where you feel like, oh, I want this year to end on a good note. And so you want to tend to everything. You feel like you need to tend to everything. That creates some of that chaos. That's really important. And you're like, I have to do this for everyone and this and this and this and this and this. And and one of the things that I have learned um, and actually was the basis of Humble Roots is that one of the ways we reach peace is through humility and humility is just the embrace of our human limits. And I wonder how much of our lack of peace at Christmas time, really at any point of the year is we're not paying attention to human limits or our own limits. So like Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. when I recognize (laughs) I am just not, as capable as my husband to accomplish things, to move through the list in an orderly fashion, that's a limit I have to honor and respect. And humility mm-hmm. then, instead of leading to resentment, says, okay, well, I'm going to go ask my husband to help me. Like, I'm going to be humble enough to go to him and say, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. I've got these things I need to accomplish the week before Christmas. I literally cannot do them by myself and reach any sort of rest or peace. (laughs) It's not even that I need you to do them for me, but I need help. And so, so much of what's happening Mm -hmm. in the busyness of Christmas, I think is what is exactly what you describe is this sense of, I need to do it all. I need to contact all these people. I need to bake all the cookies. I need to have all the presents. I I need to have this like idealized (laughs) Christmas when it's just not humanly possible that we would be able to do all those things. I like that, um, that coupling of these things I'm not good at. And yet with some help, maybe I can still accomplish some things that need to get done. And uh, a great example of that this, this year, actually, as Mike and I earlier the month in the month when we were decorating, I only had a limited amount of time to get some decorations going and to put some things out and to make our house look a little bit bright and festive. And I felt like I didn't know where to start. And Mike was so helpful to me because he is good at this. He said, hey, you have one goal today, and that is let's get the lights on the tree and let's put the ornaments on the tree and everything else can wait. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just have the one thing. Thank you for sorting through all of the things that I could be doing. And I just had the one task and it actually helped me to get more done because I could get that one thing done and then move on instead of flitting about and not finishing any one thing. I did get that done. So being humble and, and saying, I'm not good at this. How can I get some counsel or some assistance? Mike also was helping me in some of these things too. So it's, knowing your limits, but then knowing what do I need so that I can get things done. Um, I love that because really that touches on 
another aspect where I can feel my heart um, almost feel that sense of disconnect and loneliness because of the chaos. That's kind of how my heart can co- overcompensate for being too busy is I just sort of feel untethered or disconnected from people because I'm so busy just trying to um, internally just try to hold it all together with all that needs to be done. And so by working with mm-hmm. people, it brings a sense of calm to me um, because I don't feel like I'm on my own trying to accomplish it all. Yeah. And I do think there is this cultural expectation that you would accomplish it at all, right? What you're supposed to do is to do all the things to do them well and then post them on Instagram. And so (laughs) there is this (laughs) like, nobody's telling you to be humble during Christmas. Like yeah. no one's telling you, don't do that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. They're, Giving you permission to not do it right. all. And there, there's almost the opposite thrust toward, have you done this yet? Have you done this yet? Have you done mm-hmm. this? Do you have your lights up? Do you have your cookies baked? Do you have your presents wrapped? Well, you'll, I was uh, watching something, oh, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, I guess it was like, it must have been the fifth because it was like, um, it was a song station on a TV. Like, mm. have you ever seen that? Where some, yeah, oh, like yeah, a cable. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they'll have these yeah, little. they'll just play songs. They'll have these little uh, clips of factoids about Christmas. And and then one of them was, Christmas is 20 days away. Are you ready? And I'm like. Ah, don't say that. touching at me? <laughs> it's like that instant anxiety. Yeah. Did you know? Um. Well, sort of. It was at the back of my mind, but now I'm freaking out. Right. And, so this whole, <laughs> and I'm not ready. Everything around you is pushing you towards yeah. superhuman engagement with the holiday season. And I think it's really important if we are going to have any hope of reaching rest and peace through the holidays, it will only come through an embrace of humility and our limitations. You know, this is. Mm-hmm. The, the call of Matthew 11, 28 and 29, where, where Christ says, all you who labor and are heavy laden, come to me, right? And I will give you rest and then take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I am meek and lowly or humble in heart. And, you know, as we press into that, especially when we're thinking of the incarnation and the Christmas season, mm-hmm. w- the way Christ displayed this humility was by embracing the limits of human flesh, by leaving mm-hmm. the transcendence and the glory of heaven and coming down as a baby into a very helpless, limited state. And I wonder if part of truly embracing that truth in the holiday season means having a strong awareness of our helplessness during Mm -hmm. the festivities and and recognizing how much we can and how much we can't get done and being okay with that. In that embrace of recognizing the very real limitations that we all have, it seems like it's in that embrace and the, the acknowledgement of the limitations that I can then also lean into God as my help, God with me in my need. And only when I have both of those two things happening, will I experience the calm that I I really need anyway. Um, Knowing that 
it's in the midst of me not getting it all done that God says it's okay because I didn't mean for you to get it all done anyway. (laughs) And so it's like that acknowledgement brings me to the very thing that I am longing for anyhow. Yeah. And I think it also means learning the um, gift of a good no. Oh, yeah. Recognizing that everyone and everything around you is going to push you to move past your limits. And you're going to have to, if you want to experience this peace at Christmas time, you're going to have to say no um, to the cultural currents that would carry you along regardless. And so it is a very countercultural thing to acknowledge the helplessness, to acknowledge limits mm-hmm. and then to act on that knowledge by saying no you know i'm sorry can't bake those cookies can't do that or you know within um a healthy framework of i am choosing to rest in christ and to acknowledge my helplessness in in this space yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like realizing too that um peace isn't a magical thing that can just be switched on. It's like you're you're embracing it and you're active in establishing it by by turning to God and saying, I need help with this, and by saying no to some things and yes to other things. Um, this is such a, a needed call and message and a soother to my own heart. I I, I feel like this is um, just the perfect way to wrap up this mini holiday series that we've been doing this lessons and carols. Well, Hannah, do you have a question of the day as we close out this series? We do. I want to know what you've learned to say no to over the years. You know, we all inherit certain holiday traditions. We all have traditions thrust upon us, right? Some are born. Yes. Some have traditions thrust upon them. What is that quote? Anyway, the, question for us is as we move into our own adult experience of the holidays is what have you learned to say no to? What have you learned to say that's not within my capacity? That's that's not within the boundaries that God has ordained for me. And how has saying no freed you to actually experience peace and rest at the Christmas season? I'll give you an example for our family. Um, I have just said no to us all going to cut the Christmas tree down together. Mm -hmm. Um, You see this more broadly where all these happy families are traipsing through the snow to collect the Christmas tree. And it just won't work for our family. So I've said to Nathan, go get a Christmas tree. Come back with a Christmas tree. It will be okay. (laughs) Hunt and gather in that way. (laughs) Hunt and gather. Provide for your family. So... The question of the day is, what have you learned to say no to that has actually brought you greater peace and rest during the holiday season? And you can join us um, on Twitter. We're at Persuasion CAPC. And of course, if you're in the members forum, you can always chat it up there. Um, And you can become a member for just $5 a month um, and support this podcast, all the other podcasts in the Christ and Pop Culture Network, as well as the writing um, and the articles that you can access at the site. 
We want to say a big thanks to Jonathan Clausen. He produces Persuasion and all the other shows in the Christ and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Catch all those shows at ChristandPopCulture.com or go to iTunes. You can find us there when you do a search for Christ and Pop Culture. We would love to have your ratings and reviews. We find that to be such a help so that other people can discover Persuasion and join into these conversations. We thank you so much for listening to Persuasion, and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will catch you in the new year. You have been listening to Persuasion with Aaron Straza and Hannah Anderson, an official production of the Christ and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Please rate and review the show in iTunes and check out our other shows at christandpopculture.com slash network. Theme music by Maiden Name. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.